So this is my uh, health corner that I'll be releasing at a future date. Probably what I'm going to do is typically when I get to the weekends where I have my studies done, I don't have any time to cover this type of stuff. So as I see stuff that pops up during the week, I'm probably just going to just do some short recordings and then kind of cobble them all together and then every once in a while release like a health teaching where it'll be just some things that I'm seeing that are fresh in my mind. I have a patient that, um, or a client, I guess you could say, uh, here in the mountains of North Carolina, and uh, she uh, she's she's pretty elderly. Her and her husband are in her 80s, and um, they came to me. Or actually, it was kind of a I don't know. God definitely put us together. It, it was very much by accident. And uh, she has her own deliverance ministry, actually, for years. And uh, But they live up in the mountains of North Carolina. And um, her husband was in pretty bad shape with a lot of stuff going on with the heart. And um, a lot of different, very complicated issues and complicating the fact that he's in his 80s. So it's, it's, not, it's not an ideal case. This is a case that if I get this type of client there's no guarantees that we're going to be able to turn the situation around when they're that old because your enzyme pool as you age you deplete the enzymes that god gives you and you only have so many enzymes until things just kind of run out and as a result organ systems decline in function and you there's just a lot of different cascading events of the body that leads to aging and then ultimately leads to death but there's a lot of things that you can do supplementally uh, to support those organ systems. And so this is what I was attempting to do. I believe he had, uh, he had um, a lot of issues with um, blood thinning. And they had him on all types of stuff. Coumadin, which is rat poison. which That's how it kills rats. It was originally developed for that. It kills rats through thinning their blood so much they, they bleed out. So those are dicey cases because you can't really... Um, you got to be careful with what you're recommending and I don't uh, when it comes to this type of stuff health disclaimer you know consult your physician <laughs> all that stuff you know that goes along with this this is not a substitute for medical advice I have to say that for FDA reasons and for the fact that I don't wear the white magic coat with a magic prescription pad so therefore I can't treat anything I can only uh, give recommendations of what basically I would do if it were me that's how I approach things so um I ended up putting um, him on natokinase, which is a natural blood thinner. And it's a probably the safest way you can go to thin your blood naturally. It's, it's, an, it's a, basically an enzyme that they've driven from soy, but see, it's not like eating soy. It's just an enzyme they've isolated from soy. It's been used in the Orient since antiquity. And very, very safe. But the one thing you don't want to do with natokinase is do it with blood thinners, prescription blood thinners. It's a contraindication because you'll thin the blood too much. So you got to be really careful. So she had a machine that, like, where she could monitor the blood viscosity and this type of stuff. That's ideal if you have something like that. And, and with him, it was more of, it was a real deal breaker. 
But we got them on the nanokinase. The base product I put everyone on now for any kind of heart con condition is the Biotics Biocardiozyme Forte. It's kind of like a shotgun product for the heart. It's your base product. It's like I used to put people on Cardio Plus from Standard Process. Um, now I put everybody on Biocardiozyme Forte. I, I think it's better. And the problem with the Standard Process line, if you got a big bottle and they were tableted, there was no glaze on the tablets, and a lot of the tablet oxidized by the time you got to the end of the bottle, meaning it was, basically it was like it was spoiling almost. So I never liked that about the tableting process. And you don't have to worry about that with any of the uh, products I've got now, especially Biotics, they put a glaze on any of their tableting, which, which prevents oxygen from getting to the, to the actual part of the tablet that could oxidize. And when you uh, when when something oxidizes, it's like when you cut into an apple and it starts to turn brown. It's it's degrading. Okay, so I put them on uh, the biocardiozyme forte natokinase. I put them on cytozyme H, which is the specific heart glandular from Biotics. And there's a little bit in biocardiozyme, but for a really really bad case when you're pulling out all the stops, I I do a dedicated cytozyme H for the heart, and then I also add in hydrozyme which is the um acidic digestive enzyme as you age once you get like the past of the age of 30 particularly if you're a woman and particularly if you have type a blood you tend toward a very low hydrochloric acid production and a lot of times with women they don't want to eat meat and a lot of times the reason they don't want to eat meat is because they just can't can't explain it they just don't know they don't like especially red meat well red meat is the hardest thing to digest and if you don't have enough hydrochloric acid production which is much more prevalent in women and it's much more prevalent when you age and it's much more prevalent when you have type a blood well then you need to do it's ideal that you supplement any type of protein-based meal with a acid-based digestive enzyme and I don't mean it's causing acid reflux. Actually, it would help with acid reflux. That's why the apple cider vinegar test a lot of times will help people with acid reflux because you're giving your body the good acids that it needs as opposed to the acids of putrefaction that happen in a, in a gut that is actually too alkaline. To give somebody Tums or Rolaids or antacids to treat... Um, the stomach conditions is the height of insanity the stomach was made to operate at a ph of 1.5 to 2.5 which is about enough to dissolve nails like a nail that you'd nail into a board if you left it in there long enough so the stomach wasn't designed to operate at a ph of six and if you create an alkaline gut by taking tums or antacids you're not going to digest digest proteins properly you're not going to be able to digest iron zinc a lot of the different trace minerals, you need an acidic gut to digest calcium. Uh, you have to have an acidic gut to kill the, any parasites that might get on produce that you're eating. And if you don't have that, then you're going to set yourself up for parasite infestation, which is a whole other ball of wax. So anyway, I put them on hydrozyme, uh, like one tablet per dose of wherever he's eating a meal and also whenever ideally when you take these supplements you should be taking them with meals anyway in the middle of a meal is best that way you're going to get absolute best assimilation you do it with something like hydrozyme you're really going to increase that see a lot of times people will take a protocol and if they don't have enough hydrochloric acid to break it down 
well, then they don't get anything out of the protocol. Or if they go on a protocol and their liver's all gummed up, because if you haven't ever done a liver cleanse, then you're going to have a very hard time digesting fats and breaking down things in the body because the liver is where thousands of functions go on. The liver produces bile, bile stored in the gallbladder. The Whenever you eat a fatty meal, then the gallbladder secretes bile. And that is what helps emulsify or helps to digest fat. It's not the only thing, but it helps. It's also how we get rid of the toxins that the liver puts into the bile that's excreted via the feces. So if you have a gummed up liver, that messes everything up. That messes up all your hormones and things. So a lot of times when we have health breakdowns, it starts in the upper GI tract, which when you think of that, think gallbladder, which is connected to the liver, think pancreas, think stomach. And then a lot of times people will get you know, where their stomach acid, their lining so thin, it can't even, it can't even handle good acids like apple cider vinegar or a digestive enzyme like this. And if that's the case, then you have to rebuild the lining of the um, stomach. And I use, well, the, the quickest way I know to do it is to use a product called Herbal GI and Gastro. They're two different products I have. And that'll actually rebuild the lining so that you can actually tolerate. But see, if you don't correct that, like the Bible says in, uh, Psalm 11, verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you don't correct your foundation, which really, if you think about it, upper GI, starting that digestion in the mouth, getting into the, getting into the stomach, where it's bathed in different digestive juices, going into the, you know, um, duodenum, and then into the upper, you know, intestines. If you don't get that situation handled, many times, no matter what protocol you go on, you're not going to get anything out of it. And then you get into the intestinal tract, and if you don't have flora, the proper amount of flora, that's a whole other ball of wax. That, that's a whole other very, very important thing. It's going to set you up for constipation. You're not going to break down certain things in the small intestine right. Uh, it's going to set you up, to all, up for all kind of intestinal problems. Your immune system has, has a big time. A lot to do with that. It can contribute to leaky gut. All kind of intestinal problems, and even into the colon. So what I use for that are the innate line... I recommend if, if somebody has never, ever done any flora and they've taken antibiotic cycles and or just eating regular meat because regular meat has a high level of antibiotics because they feed it to, they feed it to the, the cows or the chickens and this type of stuff. It gets into the meat, you eat it, and then those antibiotics kill all your good flora. Um, I recommend bare minimum doing the flora 50, the innate 50-14 um, What's even better is the 214, you do it for one week, you just do one, one capsule a day. And that reestablishes the flora in your intestinal tract. And then, and then you really only need like a one per day of like the flora 2014. I tend to take the flora 50, which these are different strengths. Like the 214 has 10 times the amount as the 2014. Um, but again, when you start off a protocol, I'm always more aggressive with the supplements because I'm trying to get a desired effect. You don't take drugs that way. But then again, drugs typically don't ever rebuild anything. They don't actually ever really correct the underlying problem. They typically tend to treat symptoms and put band-aids on things and then create more symptoms. So you have to take more drugs, counteract them. So uh, then I put him on, because I was pulling out all the stops, Hawthorne, Hawthorne Max product I have. And Hawthorne is the king of all cardiovascular herbs. And so it's, whenever I have a case where it's life or death, 
a lot of history with stuff i'll pull out all the stops i'll do everything i'll do cardiozyme biocardiozyme i'll do the cytozyme h i'll do the hawthorne max i'm trying to save this person's life in as much as that's possible i'll definitely do the hydrozyme if they're up in age so i'm so i'm making sure that he's getting his money's worth out of everything that we're sending him and then at one point he was having he was also uh, i put him on all the stuff and he was still having heart afib afib type problems um problems with the electrical system of the heart and so i put him on this product i have it's a homeopathic it's called cardio liquotrophic it's a vessel strength and coronary circulation and i'm telling you everybody i've put on this has seen stupendous results i mean she told me today because she she contacted me and she said he's doing so much better now this is this is like six months later this took a while to get us to this point and he did some chelation along the way and i'll explain that in a second but he's like a totally different person they're not reliant right now on on the medical system i mean he was on death's doorstep literally and he's in his 80s so i i said all that to give encouragement to people if they think that they're too far you know beyond being helped with the supplemental stuff like that you just never know the body has a tremendous healing potential it just needs to have the right tools in order to do it and then also exercise is a, is a huge issue i think you know even just walking i've found from some of the research i've seen lately that um you know three 10 minute walks if you have a treadmill in your house it's ideal after a meal you just do a 10 minute walk after your meal that's one of the best things you could do to regulate blood sugar to just it's just so good for you and it's not a big deal yeah it's kind of a pain but it's one of the best things you can do it's also very good for weight loss those things uh, the body tends to not store the meal as fat near as much if you do a 10 minute walk right after your meal and you'll feel better you'll have better energy and that type of stuff but this cardio liquotrophic i've got uh, i know there's a guy in washington a listener of mine and uh he he orders like six of these at a time and he had AFib, all kind of electrical issues. And I, from, from what I, the feedback I've gotten back from him, it's been very similar. It's just miraculous with what this does for electrical problems of the heart. Rate and rhythm, AFib, that type of stuff. Which medically they say you really can't do anything about but take drugs for. Well, that's not true. You just got to give your body the right stuff it needs. She said that when she first married um, him, and I don't want to give their names, but when, because they have very unique names, but when um she first married him she said she put her her head on his chest and she said what is going on in there with your heart she just told me this today she said i had never heard anything like that i mean his heart sounded so messed up and so wacky and crazy and zany and out of rate and rhythm and she said now after he's been on this it is just totally smooth and calm and just basically it sounds perfect now granted i don't think it's just from the cardioliquotrophic but that was one of the major turning points for the um, electrical problems all the other things that he's doing are contributing to that you're not going to just take a homeopathic the homeopathic isn't going to give you all the vitamins and the minerals and all the other stuff you need but what it will do is it tends to be very synergistic with a supplement protocol so i don't ever rely on a homeopathic just because if your body's depleted of all this stuff, you got to put like the stuff it needs back in there and then a homeopathic can actually work very well. So then I also have on a fish oil for the uh, blood lipids and um, 
the one I use from Farmax, the pure fish oil. The finest is called finest pure fish oil. Very, very good. It's good. it's filtered and the um, very, very high standards in the way they make it. And then I've also got him on a flora product. So I, I feel like I'm treating his digestive system. So then now all of the uh, heart products that I've, I've got him on can work. Now beyond that, I had them go and check to see if they were, uh, if he was plaqued up. And I was assuming he was. And um, there's a company that you can, Lifeline Screening, you look it up online lifeline screening and you can get a doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries now if you're plaqued up that's a whole other issue so i have a newsletter that explains all this and if you want to know more about it just email me and i'll, I'll forward it to you uh it's pretty lengthy because there's a lot of stuff that can, can go wrong and sideways from a cardiovascular standpoint the kidneys can affect your blood pressure the liver can affect your blood pressure those are separate issues with blood pressure but um these these products i'm also mentioning would help blood pressure too and then I've got a separate one called, uh, oh man, I've been using that a lot lately too for blood pressure cases. And Biotics also makes this one. I've gotten some very good feedback on it. And I'm just looking, and, uh, and that one's called uh, Biocardio Cert, BP as in blood pressure. And that's a powder you take like once a day. So if I had, he didn't have high blood pressure though. He actually had low blood pressure. And then at one point, his heart was racing really bad. So what I did is I, I added in an uh, organic alfalfa tablet, which I have. And the organic alfalfa tablet, when you have a heart that's racing, which is called tachycardia from a technical term, what that is most of the time is that your parasympathetic nervous system is not doing its job. So the sympathetic nervous system, which is what counterbalances the parasympathetic starts to take over and what that'll cause is a racing heart sympathetic is like fight or flight so you have a racing heart if the sympathetic's in control so what you do is you feed the parasympathetic with the organic alfalfa it's these organic alkaline ash minerals in the alfalfa and then that helps to naturally slow the heart down so he had low blood pressure but a high heart rate so the alfalfa tablets corrected that like within the first few days he hasn't had any issues with that either. So he's had no more fibrillation problems. He's had no more racing heart. His blood pressures uh, uh, came up too. It's, it was very, very low. Now that's normalized. Um, he's feeling a lot better, doing a lot better. He did get, I think, a total of about 10 different chelation treatments. They had to, man, they had to drive to their friends in like Louisiana to get it. And, you know, it's expensive, takes a long time, um... They're looking into different things. I told her, I said, what you can do is just buy some oral EDTA chelation and just open about four capsules up under the tongue once a day with a little bit of DMSO. If you get it, if you get DMSO, get the pharmaceutical grade. You can find it on eBay. I don't sell it. I don't sell the EDTA chelation either, but you can find it. Just get pure EDTA chelation. Um, I don't know. I do three or four capsules under the tongue you're trying to get sublingual absorption and you know 10 drops of pharmaceutical grade dmso let it sit under there five ten minutes if you don't like the taste which you probably won't um hit your uh hit your tongue with a little bit of organic peppermint oil i saw the i saw the amarita peppermint oil and that's what i do i i just did it just now um hit your tongue with that 
and then you won't even really taste the chelation. The chelation really doesn't taste that bad. It's, it's more the DMSO that has a weird taste. But do the pharmaceutical grade. Uh, don't just do regular. And that's, you know, that's what I would do. I'm not telling you what to do. That's what I would do. Uh, so I think the 10 chelation treatments did help uh, as far as deplacking. But typically, if you're really placked up, you're going to need 30 to 40 treatments from what I've seen. But again, if you're doing it orally and you're doing the other products and you're giving your body what it needs and you're eating right and you're exercising, those are all going to help with that process, I believe, as well. And that's more of an ongoing thing. But anyway, I just wanted to, that's just like one case I've had and I got some really good feedback on that today. Oh, and I figured I'd share it because what happens is I mean to share these, but then the week comes up and then life comes up and then I'm, I'm so busy I can't see straight. So what ends up happening is, is I, don't, I don't end up, this goes by the wayside and then I have like this little nugget that I kind of wanted to tell my listeners that I don't end, end up ever telling them because I got about 100 other things going on with the ministry. So anyway... Uh, God bless. I'm probably going to cobble this together with some other ones before I release it, though. And um, we'll see you in the next one. Okay, so I'm just adding on to the health corner. I, I just started, um, this is, I don't know, three or four days later. And I uh, got an email from a long time, um, I guess, patient, really, because I was treating her and her family back in Florida when I was in, uh, like, full-time practice. And uh, uh, her husband broke her arm, his her arm his arm and she's asking me what to do and she's getting the run around and this is kind of at the tail end of it but initially they were saying oh it's not a big deal um just get it set and then they kept giving her the run around and and saying that it's gonna have to have surgery and all this other stuff and she sent me a picture of the x-ray and it was a displaced fracture i mean it was meaning that the fracture is not in very hardly any proximity to the bones being able to fuse meaning if they were just to let this thing heal out of position and this is good this is a good reference point for my listeners just to know in case you know you're in a situation where you have a bone break now i always advise that's a medical issue always on that one whenever possible uh, but a lot of times what they want to do is put plates and screws in there on something like that and when you get that type of surgery you're never going to be the same okay typically because they're going to have to make a big incision they're going to have to insert a plate with screws they got to cut through the muscle um you know reset the bone internally it's it's a surgery then there's the risk of infection it's just a big deal uh I've got kind of a lot of experience with this because I don't want to give too much away on this because for personal privacy reasons, but I had, I had some people that we knew when I came up here and, um, to North Carolina and, uh, the, um, it was the brother of the, one of the, um, my listeners put it that way that we met when I came up here and, he, it was this freak accident where he got into this, this problem where, I don't know, I think he was sweeping his porch or something and he slipped and he like came down on the side, I think it was like a, of a pot or a plant or something and he just shattered his collarbone 
And they brought the x-rays over to me and I told them, I said, you need to get like to the hospital right now. This had been like three or four days later. I said, you need to get to the hospital. Because I looked at the x-rays and literally the, the collarbone was like one, one end was like kind of normal, but it was all shattered. But the other end was like pointing straight down. Well, guess what's there? The apex of the lung. And I told, I told um, them that unless you take him in, this is not going to ever heal on its own. The, the bone is not even in any kind of proximity to one another. This is a surgical issue. In that particular case, I couldn't, I could not protest them doing the plate and the screws because there's no real way to set it. On an arm fracture, it's different because you can get around the arm from a 360 degree angle. But on a collarbone fracture, you can't come in through like any other angle other than the front. And that wasn't going to help. There was no way that, that you could actually reach the displaced collarbone that was going straight down, pointing into the apex of the lung. And I'll, I'll explain to you in a second why that's significant. Sorry, that was my email coming in. Um, if this jagged bone... I told them was not addressed what could happen is is it could pierce the apex of the lung anytime i mean it's just like any day it's not gonna ever heal right it can't they're not in proximity to one another the ends of the bone there's no way it can heal it will never self-correct itself other than like if god literally healed it and therefore this is a medical surg surgical issue and one of the parties, I'll just put it that way, was resistant in doing what I told them to do. And I pled with him. And I said, listen, if you don't do this, you're, he could die. Because you don't understand what kind of complications you can arise from a displaced fracture left unset in the body. There's a lot of complications that could arise from something like that. Not only that, you're never going to be right again ever. And you can't just wait forever because it's bone and it's gonna and the body's gonna want to try to start healing, and the longer you wait, typically the worse it is. Well, he didn't want him to miss work, from what I could remember. And um I I gave him my advice. I I told him what they, they gotta do. They didn't do it, and guess what? The lady, my listener, went over there to check on him. They hadn't heard from him all weekend. She went over to check on him. He, he, had, he was dead. He was in his bed, dead. And I don't think they even, I don't know if they ever did an autopsy. I don't know. But I know from my own mind that it was a extremely high likelihood that that was a complication of never getting that jagged bone set and um that was it so not getting a displaced bone reset or repaired is not an option if you ask me so my listener here she's in alabama they've moved from florida i've moved to north carolina since then but i still i still answer like their questions and um her husband fractured his arm she sent me a picture of the x-ray was displaced 
And they're telling them that, that she had got this this um, runaround, and she said, uh, <laughs> she said, I called the orthopedic and the ER recommended, and the office said that the doctor wouldn't be in, he wouldn't be in until next Tuesday. And that, now this is like days after this already happened. And then they could plan the surgery pretty quick after that. So probably sometime late next week, which if you ask me, it's far too long to wait on a displaced fracture. I told them that the ER did not reset the bone and they said that he would need surgery even though they hadn't even looked at the x-ray, I don't think at this point. And next week was a long time to wait and he was in extreme pain. They said that as long as it was reset by two to three weeks, that it would be fine. That is insanity, okay? I'm not an MD, and I'm telling you, that's insanity. You don't let a displaced fracture go for two to three weeks without resetting it. That, that, is, that is insane. And like I said, I've already got, I've got a little bit of experience in this area because of what happened to me since I moved up here. Well, what the experience I just told you about. I mean, in that case, it, I believe is what killed him. I mean, he was a young guy. Okay, I don't even, I, I, if he was in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, okay, prime of his life, all of a sudden he drops dead. Yep, it was a lot more fresh in my mind at the time too, but I don't want to say a whole lot because confidentiality, but just, God shows me stuff like this so I can help other people with it, and, and, and um, anyway, then... She said, we're not happy with our with that response, so I called our local nurse practitioner. Um, and she's, uh, her secretary is friends with an orthopedic surgeon in a town that's about an hour and a half away. She got in touch with him while he was on the phone, and he said to come on in and get seen, basically, as soon as possible. They saw the picture that I sent and were appalled that the ER didn't set it or do anything. Yeah, that's exactly what I said when I read the first paragraph before I got to this part. That's the thing, man, you go out there. It's just like, you know, I could say the same about chiropractors, man. It's, you don't know what you're getting. So it, it, word of mouth is very important and getting second opinions is very important. And that's just a big life lesson in general. And I understand sometimes you might not be in a situation where you have options and stuff with certain insurances and things of this nature. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it but i was glad to see she got with somebody that were also equally as appalled as i was the current doctor said that it was a clean break you saw the x-ray that i saw and that they could put a clamp brace on it really tight and this would reset and hold it in place and cut the pain down considerably now i would imagine when they applied the clamp brace <laughs> you're gonna want to give them a bullet to bite on you know give them you know he's probably going to give them some painkillers or whatever because I saw the picture, and it's not going to be fun to get that thing reset. And the longer you wait, the worse, I, I, you know, I believe it is. But, yes, if you can do that, if you can get a clamp brace on a fracture like that and get them to reset it, and then they got to take another x-ray to make sure it's reset. They can't just say, well, I think we got it. No, they got to re-x-ray it and then verify it. Then the bone ends can grow together, and it can reset itself. You haven't had to cut the person open. You haven't had to put screws and pins in there. You don't have to, um, you know, the risk of infection isn't near as much because of you, you haven't opened the skin up. 
you know, you're not going to have to worry about all the residual scar tissue and things of this nature. You're not going to have to worry about the risk of, you know, going under, under anesthesia on all of the problems that can create and all the toxicity that leaves behind in the body. So, um, no surgery required and that is what they did and it definitely helped with the pain. God is good all the time. And then I sent them, she said, he's going to start the supplements as soon as they arrive. I've got a protocol that I put people on over the years that it bare minimum, typically bare minimum, you're going to get a, at least 100% quicker, one times quicker healing or two times, I don't know. It's going to heal much faster. Like, in other words, if it was going to heal in eight weeks, it's typically going to heal in probably like four Another thing that you can do, and, and it's three supplements that I use. I'll just open up that file. And, um, oh, this is another thing that I used to do when I used to, uh, I used to do a little bit of sports physician chiropractic stuff back in Florida, soccer games and things like that. And I would always have a, uh, a tuning fork with me. I believe it was a 256 tuning fork because there's different kinds. And, um, in the event of a fracture, a tuning fork can provide a simple, inexpensive test. The tuning fork is a metal instrument with a stem with two prongs that vibrate when struck. If a patient has increased pain, when the tuning fork is placed on the bone where you, ex where you suspect the fracture, such as the lower leg bone or shin bone, the likelihood of a stress fracture is high. So in other words, somebody comes, they get, they get a really bad contusion, you think it might be broken, but you're not sure, you take a 256 tuning fork, and this is something good to have in your survival prep gear because it's a cheap x-ray, kind of. Actually, to be quite honest, it can actually be more accurate than an x-ray some of the time because if it's a slight enough hairline fracture, an x-ray may not pick it up. Because you have to understand, an x-ray is taking a picture of a three-dimensional object. And it's, it's got all the stuff that's superimposed on it. All like, let's say, in the calf, for instance. It's got all the, you know, the calf muscles and the ligaments and the tendons going up and down the leg and then the bone itself. And then all everything else is superimposed. So sometimes that can obscure something slight like a hairline fracture. Whereas a tuning fork, if it's there, the reason that it works is when you put it near the site of a suspected fracture, it will vibrate the outer layer of the bone called the periosteum together at a very high frequency, high rate. And the periosteum is very sensitive to pain. So if the periosteum is fractured, if it's been breached, it'll rub the edges of the periosteum together and elicit a really strong pain response. That's why if I ever use a 256 tuning fork over a fracture site, I start away from the fracture site and work my way in. I'll hit it, like it'll boom, ding, you know, how a, a tuning fork will do that. And then I'll start away from the fracture site and I'll move in toward it. Because I don't want to go right over the fracture site because it might send the person through the roof. So if you get if you start to go in and all of a sudden you're seeing a pain response, it's a very high likelihood it's a fracture. And it's probably a good idea to get an x-ray. And if it's something like a hairline, you know, it just needs, I don't know, uh, it depends on how bad it is, you know. Uh, again, maybe they could do like a clamp brace on there to reset it. 
it varies from it and that gets into the more the medical stuff that um you know i don't do that part of it but i i having a 256 uh tuning fork in your um prepping gear is a good because it's like a cheap x-ray you know i'm not saying it's as good as an x-ray you can't visualize the bone but it can be invaluable for diagnosing a fracture okay so then going further if we just look at the uh my protocol for fractures So one of the things you can do, you can only do this if they have not went in there and put metal plates in because you don't want to put a magnet over any site in the body that has metal in it. So this is, this is you can't do this part if they've went in and done, done the surgery and put the metal plates in. You get the positive pole or the geographical um, or the south pole of a magnet, okay, and... It's better if it's like a neodymium magnet, which is more powerful. Because if you use a really weak magnet in it, in the, let's say the bone is like, I don't know, the femur bone or something, it's got a lot of tissue to penetrate and won't even affect it. It might affect it a little, but it's not going to a lot. Uh, so you would want to use the um, south pole, the positive pole of a neodymium magnet. And um, you can do this, I mean, it's... it's particularly effective for bone fractures and cartilage repair and back pain you can use it for all that it will it will potentiate and energize nerve cells uh it shouldn't be used if there's an infection because it will stimulate the area and so you don't want to stimulate an already infectious site and and i, I can email this to you um i have it you can just use the contact page if you want me to email you this little file i've got uh, so you don't use it over swelling. You only would you would kind of want to wait until it, the swelling goes down, and then use it over the fracture site. And you will definitely. There's a whole book written on this, and it's called "Conquering Pain: The Art of Healing with Biomagnetism" by Peter Kulish. And th that book tells you exactly how to use, you know, the magnets. So then. What I do is, and I think this is one of the most important things you can do, I put them on three different products. Uh, Douglas Lab Bone Cofactors, and um, I do a six a day on that. It's one of the products I carry. And it, it just helps any bone fracture heal quicker. And then I also use a CalMag Plus, but this has parathyroid glandular in it. And the parathyroid has to do with cal calcium metabolism in the body. It's the only gland in the body that's specifically donate uh, or dedicated to just calcium regulation so this would be getting usable calcium for bone healing to the target site so it's very synergistic to use with the douglas labs bone cofactors and i typically use a higher dose at the very beginning because i'm trying to get the quickest effect to get them out of the woods the quickest and then i also use a systemic enzyme which will also heal the pro uh, accelerate the healing process you do the enzymes on an empty stomach and uh it's uh, in intozyme forte by uh, biotics i take a little bit of those every day because as we age we lose our enzyme pools and this helps put enzymes back in the body so those are the three that i use 
and you can um if, if you want to know more or ever or to have this just in maybe to print out in your prepping kit just email me i'll send you the file i've got on it but i have those three products i don't sell like the magnets or anything like that or tuning forks or whatever but those are other things that, that you can do that'll that'll help um also you know obviously this is the the time of year that you know, I've get, I get a lot of people asking me, oh, I've got a sore throat, I've got a cold, I've got this or I've got that. And there's a, there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, going through a lot of stuff right now, fighting stuff off. A lot of people are vaccinated. They're literal vectors of to transfer whatever they're being vaccinated for, flu vaccine, they're going to give you the flu. And then they'll blame it on the unvaccinated because that's just so convenient, even though it's the exact opposite of the truth. And like I've said, for me, and for what I typically recommend is I try to keep the primary immune system as high as possible. So I, I always recommend a good vitamin C that is um, uh, typically like a high dose. And I'm trying to keep whatever ascorbic acid that is in these products either at zero or at a bare minimum. Okay. Um Innate response formulas has one in a food base that I've been using for a long time, the vitamin, the C400, the 180 count. And then they also make a C powder, which is really, really good tasting. And these are all in a whole food base. And then also Biotics makes one called BioC Plus 1000. Now I got another one in the other day that is also very good. And it's, um, I sold, I sold the one I have on the shelf, but I want to, Pull this up here but i've been looking for i mean let's face it i mean if things went dark things go sideways which there's about you know a thousand different things that could cause that in society things could come to a screeching halt like literally overnight and it's good to have some type of stockpile of some of these things that could be invaluable in a crisis and I've been looking for a good vitamin C that was kind of a bulk vitamin C at a good price. This is about as close as I found to it. They just came out with this. This is the same company that makes uh, the, the really good fish oil that I carry. They're, they're very, very big on quality. Now, this is not in a whole food base. But as far as I can see, it has no fillers in it at all. And it's just pure vitamin C derived from magnesium ascorbate. Now, that is not, a, that is not like... Um, a whole food vitamin C, but it's not ascorbic acid either. And then it's also got magnesium, also derived from magnesium ascorbate in it. So there's a little bit of magnesium in there as well, but it's got a whopping per scoop, 800 milligrams of vitamin C, which is a really good dose. And there's 250 servings per container. And it's only $31. 30, yeah, $31. So this is by far the, as far as cost effective goes, it probably does not taste good because I don't see any kind of, but then again, you know, if they put sweeteners in there and a lot of times they'll, they'll mess that up and put sucralose and NutraSweet and garbage like that. But then you're paying for the sweeteners too. You're It's taking up room in the product. This is just a straight out, basically vitamin c with some magnesium product in there and the magnesium has all kind of health benefits as well you're getting a decent dose at 61 milligrams of magnesium um this is something i mean 250 
doses per container. It's an 8.8 8. 8 ounce powder. And, uh, you know, it it's something that, I you know, would be very good to have at least one on hand. Just like I've recommended stockpiling the silver in, in the event of a pandemic type of thing. Um, vitamin C is something that, you know, that and um, selenium are 100% depleted in something when you get hit with something like Ebola. They literally wipe all the vitamin C and the selenium out of your body. And over in Africa where Ebola is a lot more prevalent, yeah, there's a lot more reasons they get Ebola, but also the soils over there, typically where they have outbreaks, has no selenium in the soil. And that's another big one with selenium. So this is this is a new one I literally just got in. I think I just got a couple containers of it today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stockpile this and have this in, and you really can't beat this. And I would imagine this has a very long shelf life, because another thing too with shelf life, if you get if you get a product, most of the time when you see an expiration date, it's there for FDA purposes. But when you have a product like this where you're just dealing with magnesium ascorbate and magnesium, vitamin C and magnesium derived from magnesium ascorbate, you're typically gonna get a very very long shelf life. When you get into the whole food products, they don't have as much of a shelf life because like if you had whole food and you left it out on your counter, it's not going to last as long. And granted, if it's in a sealed bottle and it's kept in a climate-controlled environment, you're going to get a lot more time out of it. But um, yeah, so this is the Farmex uh, vitamin C powder that I carry. And uh, I didn't even know they had this, but my, my supplier must have just, they must have just started carrying this. I think it's a brand new product and man, I'm, I'm happy to be able to offer this. Another thing that I've got now are the vitamin D3 gummies, 1000 international units. It's from the same company that makes innate. And then they also have an elderberry gummy, which is all, and it's got all kind of other stuff in there for the immune system. So these are other things to have as options for, for children. Um, I've got a vitamin D3 chewable, also really good for children. They're both 1,000 international units. D3 is gigantically important for the immune system as well. Uh, flora is very important. Keeping your flora in your intestinal tract at a good level is very important for the immune system. And I don't want to really go too deep on this because I've done whole dedicated studies on this subject before. Um, I'm just kind of looking at some of the uh, products. I have a 5,000 international... Uh, in a whole food base from an eight response formulas. That's typically the one I tell people if they're going to get a vitamin D3 to do like on a daily basis, just do like a one a day on that one. It's it's probably for the money, it's the best one I've got. Um, and then I've, I've also got a couple different seleniums now. I've got the one from an eight, which is in like a whole food base. And then I've also got a liquid one that I mentioned in a previous study. And that one is one of the, it, it reminds me of the product I just told you about with the vitamin C. Let me get it real quick. Sorry, I've got probably over 200 different products, so. Um, and these are all professional lines that I carry. Yes, it's called Selenium CWS. It's by Genestera, another line that I carry. And again, one drop in here, you're getting 143 
percent of the RDA, 100 micrograms. Typically with selenium, from what I've heard, you don't want to really go above, for an adult, you really don't want to go above six to seven, 800 a day. That's like max, max dosage. Because it is a trace mineral and you don't want to do too much. But selenium is highly antiviral. So if you have any viral case, any kind of virus, Epstein-Barr virus, herpes virus, AIDS, I mean, I'm talking about some bad viruses there, Ebola, again, it strips, these viruses strip all the selenium out of the body. Um, the selenium by innate is my best overall selenium in a tablet form. Uh, it's a lot more expensive, though, more overall, and this one comes in a very small 15 milliliter bottle, and it literally has 230 drops, so it has 230 servings in one little tiny bottle so it would be very transportable and um again this is a this is a new product i just got in and i'm um, just kind of looking at the price here and it's only 14 a bottle 14 bucks so i mean stuff like this this genestria selenium and the pharmax vitamin c is a way that you could start stockpiling some of these really key um vital immune system products and not break the bank you know and i feel bad about what you know like the silver but you are you are getting the equivalent like in like a bottle of five thousand. if you went and bought a 10 part per million bottle i put out the statistics before in, in a health food store it would it would take thousands of dollars to get that much that's in one bottle of the five thousand from an eight so it's it's a very very good value even though it is one of my highest priced products and it probably is um so these are just some things to uh to to think about here some immune system options here i'm, I'm just kind of looking at here so calcium can also play a big part in the immune system um, i have oh uh, two different cal mag problem products one 180 tablets in one a powder and they're both very they're they're typically economical they're not calcium carbonate they're a good form of calcium that your body can actually absorb and um okay so for like let's say a sore throat okay um and i went over this not too long ago i believe but like with the sign uh, what a lot of times you can do is if you feel a sore throat coming on and you really feel like okay i want to hit this hard which is the, the best thing that you can do it's good to take a multi-prong approach. So let's say you have some of the silver on hand and you do like half a teaspoon, hold it under the tongue for three to four minutes and then, or longer, because you're getting sublingual absorption. It's going right into the bloodstream and then you swallow it. For the taste, you can hit your tongue with a little bit of organic peppermint oil. That's what I do. I, I sell the organic peppermint oil as well. Um, what you do is when you swallow it, you just swallow it a little bit at a time when you start swallowing it. That way you're bathing the throat, okay? Another thing you can do is on the outside of the throat, you can get like a Lugol's iodine or, or a, or a um, liquid iodine and apply it to the outside of the throat. Paint your throat and just keep doing that, especially early on when you, see, when you feel that sore throat setting in. Another thing that you can do, and these are just all multi-pronged things you can do, you can take 500 part per million silver and get it into a nasal spray bottle and start atomizing it up into the sinuses. Now, you may say, well, I know, but it's not in my sinuses. It's in my throat. It's all connected. 
okay? When you get it up into the sinuses and you tip your head back, it's going back into the throat and it's treating the sinuses and it, everything's connected in there. Just like there's a, a connection from the eustachian tube into the inner ear and that's connected into the, all of that system. So another thing you can do is actually put the silver drops and hydrogen peroxide in the ear. Um, you don't have to use any kind of special hydrogen peroxide if you're going to do it in the ear. I, I like to do food grade if I'm going to do it internally. But just plain old 3% hydrogen peroxide, 2 to 3 drops in each ear. And then what you can do if you want to supercharge it, put in a drop of like, I use 5,000. But they say only use 500. I don't really know why. I don't think you're going to hurt yourself or anything. It's just the silver. Um, I do the 5,000 and you'll... It's like, it's almost like some kind of uh, reaction, some activation that takes place there. And you'll really feel it bubbling and fizzing. Now, with kids, a lot of times they don't like the hydrogen peroxide because it can sting a little bit. It's killing the infection. So in that case, you can just use like a 500 part per million in Vive Silver. And that will not sting at all. Okay. Um, that's something that you can do if, if you want to avoid the hydrogen peroxide. So these are just some things, and you know, you can do that several times per day. Really the biggest thing is when you feel something coming on, hit it as hard as you can initially. And then what that's going to do is every time you feel something coming on like that, a lot of times you'll be able to knock it out in a very short time period. You typically have like a, I don't know, like an 8 to, I don't know, 14 hour window in there where if you really hit something hard, a lot of the times you can knock it out. Sometimes you won't be able to knock it out because the body is literally forcing you to rest. And you could say, well, this stuff isn't working. Well, yeah, because maybe the body's literally forcing you to rest, not giving you a choice. I've had that happen to me before. It didn't matter really what I did. My body was like, nope, you're going to rest. And this is how I'm going to get you to do it. So sometimes that can happen. Uh, you can get these blue atomizer bottles, the kind that you can spray up in your nose, um, at Spark Naturals. They're also the ones that have the sparknaturals.com. They're also the ones that have the uh, the thieves oil. I, I forget what they call it. It's Shield. I think it's Shield oil. And you can use that to make hand sanitizers. and um, That's very, very good to keep from getting sick. And you can also nebulize that while somebody is sick or fighting something off and that will also be another way that you can get it into the body now also if it gets into the lungs because typically what it'll do is it'll, it'll be in the throat first and then it'll try to either work its way up into the sinuses and or go down into the lungs so you can nebulize the invive mild silver protein into the lungs company tells me to only use 100 part per million i've went up to 500 and I've, i'm fine but i gotta tell you what they tell me to tell you uh typically a, a nebulizer session is going to be three to four minute intervals i don't have any recommendations for your nebula nebulizers i've gotten that question a lot over the last i don't know 10 plus years and i don't it's i'm not an i'm not an expert expert on nebulizers but what i tell people is that get one that has the face mask because at bare minimum, because if it only has the one that can go in your mouth, well, what if you have a sinus infection, you wanna nebulize it into your sinus cavities? It just gives you more options. So that can be also extremely beneficial as well. I like to put like one drop of eucalyptus oil in the nebulizer cup, no more one, because it'll be overwhelming. 
but one drop of eucalyptus, which kind of opens things up, and eucalyptus is very therapeutic and smells nice, and that's what I do. I, I also carry eucalyptus oil. Just I, I carry a really good Amarita therapy. They're, most of them are all organic essential oils at a really good price compared to what I've seen, and they're, they're very high quality as well. Uh, let's see here. So I'm just kind of looking at some of the other things that you can do. Uh, I've got a very, very good product also for any lung issue, and it's called Numazyme. And uh, excellent, excellent. It's got everything but the kitchen sink for your lungs. So if you got an infection, if you had asthma, if you had any kind of lung issue, I'm gonna. that's what I'm going to tell you to take. It's like one-stop shopping. It's the best product I've ever had for any lung issues. So... Anyway, that I'm, I'm not going to go much further than that. I just wanted to touch on those things again, and um, we'll we'll get this out. Probably I'm going to probably just piggyback this on the on the end of my the next study I put out. So God bless you, and uh, we'll we'll see you soon.